If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Brand new travel show, Explore Africa, midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel in the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. to you. Welcome to Africa Business Radio. My name is David Batsoffin and a brand new show called Explore Africa. I'll be with you from now until 1.30. Why don't you join us? You can find us on Twitter at Africa Biz Radio. Facebook, you can go and make a comment there, um, Africa Biz Business Radio. Hashtag Explore Africa and the email is info at africabusinessradio.com. So I hear you ask me, what is the show all about? I have absolutely no idea. Um, I happened to be wandering past the studio this morning and somebody popped out and said, listen, if you have nothing to do, why don't you just come and sit here for an hour and a half and chat about travel? Because you seem to know a bit about something. No, I'm only kidding. Um, what the show is going to do, let's sort of unpack the show for you. Um, the first show is sort of going to set the tone for shows to come. So when you tune in, you'll know what to expect. I have some guests today and I'll introduce them to you in just a little while. But as I say, let's unpack Explore Africa. And it's exactly what it says it's going to be. Um, I'm going to be working in conjunction with African Business Radio and Nomad Africa. It's a beautiful full-color magazine, which you can get at stores in and around um, Southern Africa. But more about that later. So the show will look at things like travel updates. If you're going to be going somewhere in Africa and, uh, and you need... I don't know, to find out if there's a festival in the country that you're going to, then we'll be able to tell you about that. Um, if you're coming, going to a game reserve, for instance, and you'd like to know if the lodge is eco-friendly, we'll tell you about that as well. Um, maybe you're going to a lodge and you want to know if there's spiders in the rooms and if they're allowed to kill the spiders when you get there in order for you to stay in the room. Um, we'll tell you about that as well. So all of that um, will be covered. Um, we're also going to be looking at bringing in professionals, people in the industry, stakeholders, tourism practitioners, uh, regulatory organizations, etc., to tell you what Africa as a continent 
actually has to offer. Because as a destination, you'll find that um, it may be a lot cheaper to visit. People in South Africa, and um, I'm going to use us as an example because we're broadcasting from Johannesburg, but what we tend to do is we go, oh, we're going to Europe, and off we go. We don't tend to look at our own continent first, which is always important. There are wonderful, wonderful destinations here. And and even in your own country, um, you may not know of certain destinations. So we'll tell you about those. There may be things that you drive on a highway from A to B from two big cities, let's say from Johannesburg to Cape Town. And that's all you do. You hop in your car in Johannesburg. And then you drive to Cape Town. But in between, there are some really awesome places to stop and visit. Uh, little gems along the roadside. So instead of taking 12 hours to get to Cape Town, you'll take two days and overnight somewhere. And you'll see something that you either didn't expect or um, just something that will broaden your knowledge of the country that you live in. So we'll be doing that. We'll also look at different topics. Um, there's things like open skies, which are just happening, and we'll cover that in depth um, in one of the upcoming programs where we look at what's happening with African countries and how they're all going to band together. Um, I think my producer said to me this morning, if I remember correctly, Soji, it's now 24 countries that have gotten – 23, 23 countries that are now involved in this open sky um, plan and more of that to come. Uh, with a bit of luck, we'll get to talk to some of, of the people that are involved, some of the stakeholders that are involved in that. Um, it's not only going to be about the African continent per se. We're also going to be looking at the um, Indian Ocean Islands, things like Reunion, Madagascar, uh, Mauritius, Seychelles, which all form part of Africa. Um, if, if you look at pageants and things like that, they always involve those countries. So why shouldn't we involve them on this particular show? Um, Explore Africa will also be looking at business travel because, yes, although leisure travel takes up a lot of the seats on a plane, um, business travel is a big deal in Africa. Uh, you only have to look to places like Nigeria and Ghana where there is an inordinate amount of business uh, going on between them and other African countries and, of course, the world. Uh, I remember being, I think it was in Nigeria, and they said to me, it's easier to fly. We, we wanted to go somewhere specific, and they said, we'll fly you to Paris and then fly you from Paris back type of thing. It was easier and almost quicker because we couldn't get on another flight. So this type of thing happens, and there's all of those routes available. Um, and then the, the sort of crux of the show, if I can, if I can use that term, is going to be um, a major interview, sort of a half an hour of, of chat with somebody in the business, in the industry. And we will be talking about trends. I mean, how many people, for instance, think of we, we look at lodges, we look at hotels, um, guest houses, B's and B&B's, Airbnb now. But how many of us think about car rentals? You think you can just walk into a car? How many of you? Put your hands up. Those of you that have tried to go down or go to a venue over a long weekend or a school holiday, you get to the airport, you haven't booked a vehicle, and you say, all right, I'd like a vehicle, please. Bottom category. And they go, no, we only have a limousine left at, I don't know, many dollars a day. So those sort of things you need to take into account. Um, I'm amazed, though, and, and I, I, don't, I don't want to sort of really anger the car rental companies yet, but we've got Airbnb now, we've got Uber, 
Um, there's an Uber for trucks. So if you need to move stuff, there's one of those. And I don't know, and, and maybe one of my guests later will be able to correct me on this. Um, I don't know if you can do an Airbnb and they'll leave you a vehicle. Because then I don't know what the insurance ramifications of all that um, is. But that could be an idea. Um, rather than maybe hiring a bicycle or something to get you around. So we'll be looking at that, insights about all of those things. Um, and, and my guests will be players in the industry so that they are aware of what's going on, sort of what's hot and what's not on an almost weekly basis. Oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, the show will go out live as it is now on a Tuesday between um, midday Central Africa time and 1.30. It's then going to be rebroadcast on a Wednesday, Friday and Monday at a variety of different times. So check out the website and that will tell you. Or you can do the hashtag Explore Africa and we'll fill you in on on those. Um, so that is is um, something that we'll look into. If you want to be part of the conversation, we'll just you can tweet us and let us know maybe where you're listening from. It would be interesting. And I'll mention uh, if if your parole officer has allowed you to send the tweet, then I'll mention you by name on air. If not, please let me know, and I won't tell him who you are or where you're currently hiding. So we looked at travel updates and advisories. Um, we're going to be looking, as I said, at, as, at business travel and how many of us have stepped on the plane and we want to turn left when you get on that plane. You really want to. And, and then you try and upgrade yourself and you can't. And you think, well, hang on a second. If there are 300 seats in economy, why can't there be 300 seats in business? And it's not. There are sometimes less than 50 seats in business and often those business seats are full of, full of business people who are actually doing business rather than us travel people who just want to park off and and feel like to to feel important so we'll be we'll be looking at that and also we'll tell you how to behave when you if you ever do fly in business because i made a right fool of myself getting on a flight and um, the cabin attendant came to me and said would you like me to show you how your pod works because I was in business class and I said, no, thanks. I know how it works because you don't want to tell people that this is your first time in business class. <laughs> took me 45 minutes to figure out how to work things. I pushed buttons. My chair went up and down. The movie switched on halfway through. I couldn't stop it. It was it was rather embarrassing to say the least. So we'll, we'll talk about etiquette when you get in and you can't, as I've discovered, if you're in business class and certain flights, for instance, on Emirates have first class. You can't walk into that first class area. They put somebody there to stop you. Even if you say, oh, I'd just like to see. No, you didn't pay for first class. Go and sit in business class or in economy if you're really cheeky. Okay, so we look at that. Then we're also going to be looking at destinations in Africa, where to go, what to, to do. Because everybody knows, well, not everybody, but people know on in Africa, you've got the Southern African states, South Africa, maybe even Angola now, Namibia, Mozambique, those sort of things. Further up the West Coast, you've got Nigeria, you've got Ghana, one of my all-time favorite African countries. On the East Coast, you've got Tanzania, you've got Zanzibar. Oh, I forgot to mention Zanzibar and East um, Indian Ocean Islands. Of course, Zanzibar, Tanzania, um, Kenya, that type of thing. But then it all, all sorts of falls apart. You say to somebody, have you ever been to Togo? 
And they go, isn't Togo something you wear? And you go, no, that's a toga. Okay. Do you know where Burkina Faso is? No, I have no idea where Burkina Faso is. It's a very nice, very nice country, sort of the bottom end of, of that um, uh, West African side of Africa. But nobody goes there. And it's beautiful. And there's stuff to do. Ethiopia. People don't realize that Ethiopian air um, airlines have one of the safe, safest uh, or the best safety records in the business. It's it's really special. So we'll be looking at, at those. We'll look at maybe top five destinations and maybe even bottom five destinations in Asoji because even the bottom five are cool unless you're going to sort of parase in the free state. And then I don't think anybody actually wants to go there. They want to go through there. The top losers. Yeah, there you go. You know, in, in wildlife, you've got the big five and then you've got the pretty five and you smallest five, little five, and then you've got the ugly five. But the ugly five are cool. Um, and, and maybe one of my guests, <laughs> putting me on the spot now, uh, knows what the ugly five are. And if he doesn't, he better Google it quickly because it's a question I'm going to ask him a little while later. But the, but the ugly five are also cool, you know. So we, we need to look at all of that. And then something that's new and exciting is cultural tours in Africa. Um, I think they're special. I really and truly do. Because um, I... I suppose I can – it's me talking about this at some moments. So I can use myself in a self-deprecating manner. We were at a restaurant just recently, an Indian restaurant, and when I walked out, I said namaste to the person who, who helped me. And my daughter looked at me and burst out laughing. She said, Dad, you know what it even means? And I said, well, it means sort of it's like shalom. It means peace and, and goodbye and hello. And she goes, no, Google it because my child does that to me. She won't tell me. I'm just going to look for it. And it's used as a yoga term, and you can't just use it everywhere you go. You can't. We go into India in March, and you can't just walk through the streets. And if somebody offers you a coffee, say namaste for the coffee, it's wrong. Culturally, it's incorrect. And I do believe that we generally make mistakes. We, if we go to the east, we we and we're Western. We try to put a Western spin on the east, and vice versa. And it's the same in Africa because there are cultural cultural things that we do that may be incorrect unknowingly but could be um, could be seen um, to be almost jail-like material. So we, we have to be careful of all of that and we do have um, a huge cultural um, heritage here in Africa that I think needs to be respected and also needs to be spoken about. People coming here need to know what to do. I mean, how many of us on the African continent have gone to shake hands with somebody and then they want to do that whole very fancy African handshake and you have no idea what's going on. And then you're left standing there going, I'll just wave. It's easier. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a fist bump at the end of the day. Um, but there's all those sort of things. So we're going to look at cultures of Africa from Cape to Cairo. And so it's from north, from south to north and from east to west because they're, they're all different. You go to the west coast of Africa, um, of southern Africa, you, don't, you can't even understand the people down there. And they're supposedly speaking one of the local languages, but they speak dialects. Um, so that's, that's, very, that's very interesting. Okay, so what we're going to do in a moment is we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking to the um, executive and associate publishers from um, Nomad Africa magazine. I want to talk to them about their involvement 
in the magazine. And at some particular point, we'll get uh, Jonathan Kahn from Tented Adventures, who's sitting in the studio with us, um, Googling madly to find out what the Ugly Five are. Um, and we'll get him to join in the conversation. If you'd like to join in the conversation, it's very easy. You can tweet us at Africa Biz Radio. Um, go on to Facebook and have a look there, Africa Business Radio. Hashtag Explore Africa. Or you can even email us, info at AfricaBusinessRadio.com. All of those lines of communication are currently open. Um, the show today is, um, as my producer said to me yesterday, we're going to freestyle the whole thing. Just, it's, it's, um, it's a dinner party with no food and no drink, basically. And it's just to tell you, the listener, what to expect in the upcoming weeks. As I said, the show goes out live on a Tuesday. So hopefully you will be dead keen after hearing today. Um, today's show to tune in next week and see what fun we have for you there. So, advertising break, Soji? Unique insight into doing business in Africa. Investment opportunity. Industry updates. Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. Travel show Explore Africa Midday Central Africa Time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews, and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. To Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter, Africa Beast Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. continents, 195 countries, and 7 billion people, all connected by technology. DigiBiz Africa is your link to technology news, trends, developments, and digital innovation. We expose you to game changers and disruptors, world players, and pioneers. Come together right here. We were once strangers, now neighbors. Once secluded, now included. Was divided, now enlightened. We are one, a connected world. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. travel show explore africa midday central africa time the show will take a holistic view of travel on the african continent as well as the indian ocean islands there will be travel updates a look at business destinations interviews and competitions cultural travel a new and growing market will be covered in depth from cape to cairo david will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent And we're back. My name is David Batsoffin, and welcome to the show. Um, welcome to Explore Africa here on Africa Business Radio. Uh, the, you can tweet us at Africa Biz Radio, hashtag Explore Africa, or if you want to find out more about what's going on, info at AfricaBusinessRadio.com. Joining me now is the associate, well, but there, I better put you in in order the exact now let me see i've been practicing this name and i know what's going to happen i'm going to mess it up 
and and I have warned John, who who is the executive publisher and and basically my employer. So I've got to be careful on this because I thought Batsoffin was a tough name, and and then I looked at John's. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm going to ask you so that I don't embarrass either you or myself for the first time. Pronounce pron- uh, the John is the easy bit, okay? And then what happens? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, Uluwatosin. I can rebido. Yeah, that's good enough. It's good enough. I'm going to ask you just to sit in a little bit to the mic. And uh, Dieter, your, yours is easy. Dieter got it. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, David. Great, great to be here. Thanks, th- th- thanks very much, guys, because I know that you chaps are, are busy at the moment getting the magazine out onto the shelves. Um, so you're running around at the moment. So thank you for taking time to join me here on on. Season one, episode one. I'm going to start talking like a TV series. You can catch this on Netflix. No, you can't. <laughs> it's probably the only channel, the only place at the moment that you can't catch this. I- everywhere else, it's podcast on almost every conceivable platform. Um, you want to just uh, yeah. okay? You want to just move things around there, Soji? Yeah, that's fine. All of a sudden, Jonathan doesn't have a voice. Neither does John. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, as I said, my name is David Batsoff, and the show is called Explore Africa. Soji, my producer, is, is just busy shifting things around so that we can get um, things to work. But as I said, this is the first, the first edition, first episode of the show, and, and it's nothing that we, can't, that we can't handle. Jonathan will get you a mic. Don't stress. Um, or just shout loudly, all right? So um, let, let's talk to you first, John. Tell us a bit about Nomad Africa magazine. What what is it? Why was it started? How long has it been going? Yeah, it's um, it started in uh, 2012, and that's about um, six years going now. And um, the, the the passionate desire to give a platform in Africa where um, you can communicate to Africa, you know, either as an advertiser or whatsoever it is, and then also primarily to dispel the negative perception which the world has um, of the African continent, you see, and to replace it with a, a positive focus, you see. And um, it, it, it also involves um, using all media platforms um, out there, you mm. know, be it your online platforms, be it your radio, you know, <clears throat> and the, the print platform, which is the magazine, which we actually got started with in 2012. You see, um, basically, the, the, the magazine Nomad Africa celebrates um, life on the African continent and it, it promotes its uh, vibrant pulse, you see, and um, it, it, it's a pan-Africanism um, ideology and to, to, to primarily assist Africans to, to know more about Africa and to travel Africa. You see, that's very, very important. And also to showcase the unique destinations um, that Africa has got, the unique culture that Africa has got, the unique business um, um, opportunities that Africa have got to to, to millions of um, people out there, and um, especially people that are traveling and um, that have interest vested in Africa. Okay. So your job as as the executive uh, publisher, what does that entail? Yeah, it's it's about... um, 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 Supervising the old the old platforms that we have out okay. there, you see, <laughs> starting with the, the the print platform, you see. I so imagine. the buck stops with you, basically. Yes, basically, <laughs> basically, I have uh, my editors and my journalists and my very uh, very active uh, associate publisher next to me. Okay, because that, that's where I'm going with next, John. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to come back to you in a moment, Dieter. Your your role at Nomad. Um, it's been very much of a exciting journey. Um, 
being together, working with John, you know, we, we kind of also bounce off ideas off each other. You know, two heads are better than one. You know, you can't be right all the time. So, what do you, mean? you know, <laughs> come on. Yes, David. I told that to my wife and she said I could say I am. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, sometimes you, you might have a, a great idea, but you don't know if the timing is right or if it's ready for now, you know, a publication for now. So, you know, we tend to also bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just been very exciting up until now to talk about the, the great things that Africa has to offer. The magazine itself in print form is beautiful. It really and truly is. I mean, this is a class magazine. Do you find that print is still the way to go currently? I know you have an online version, um, which people can read online, but people like myself, I like to have a magazine. I like the feel of paper, although I will read online. Um, this for me is, is, is a much better platform. So are you finding that that although you've got both print and online, print is still holding its own? Um, initially, when we started the project, we, we actually, because I could remember in 2012, I was sitting with um, Heather Baluza, which happens to, who happens to be the executive editor, and uh, we, we, we tried to see, okay, which platform should we actually start with, you see? We made lots of research, and we, we actually saw that, okay, um, what do you call it? Online is, 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 is the future, kind of, you see? And um, I could I could still remember her um, telling me that okay, look at John, um, we're gonna have uh, newspapers or papers or print phased out in the next couple of years, let's say a decade maximum, twenty years. But when we looked at it, really, really we looked at fifty-five countries in Africa, we saw that okay, fine, South Africa is um, on on top of technology, and we can easily say okay, we're going rolling out online. You see, um, but if you look at other parts of Africa, many people out there they still want something they can feel. You mm. see, something they can touch. And when we are approaching people, I could remember we started um, um, there in Ghana before we moved um, to South Africa here, Johannesburg. When we not doors and all of that, we, we, we could see people are asking, okay, where is the magazine? You see, we were in Nigeria, they were asking, we went to Sheraton Hotel and lots of the five-star hotels and they said, okay, fine, you have a very brilliant concept, a very top-notch idea, but where is the magazine? We need something we can see, you see, and uh, most times I would say, okay, go to this link, go and download this, go on the website, they say, okay, you, you, you know the problems we face in this side of the world, you mm-hmm. see, and um, before I could remember, before he could remember the link sent by email she already forgot or he yeah. already forgot you but see? also the guests mm. in the rooms they not going to, they don't have the opportunity to go online or data costs um, are expensive Dita so that mm. they go no I'd rather sit down with a magazine or most of these I should imagine if they are in the hotels people take them away with them. Very much so. I mean, a magazine is something that you can take with as a Mm. memento. You can look at it and read it in your own time. It's not like a data file. Fine. We know that online has a place. Um, Files do have a place in our modern day technology. Mm. But still, you know, if you're walking past a a VIP lounge at the airport and you see a a Nomad Africa magazine lying there as a complimentary copy that you're allowed to take with, why not? If there are interesting articles in it, you are going to take it with. You know, you can't see a data file lying down on a piece of pa- on a piece of paper. You'd have to literally be online, or someone would have to email it to you. So, and you see, you can't snuggle up in bed with a data file. You know, I you, don't know some. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go. Let's not go there on the first show, okay? <laughs> but uh, you, you know, it's 
yeah, 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 yeah. could be our last. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's 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 at least something that's tangible. It yeah. exists. It's an it's, it's an object. Uh, mm. A data file is there, and then it's not there. It's, yeah. It's it's uh, you know it's like temporary. most stuff on a ca- on a uh, computer, and then you can't find it. You can't find it. I mean, it's got we a virus. Were, it's gone. It's yeah. deleted. We were all sitting in a meeting yesterday looking for a particular email, and none of us could find it. And we just said to the originator of the email. Soji, send it to us again. <laughs> and, 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 and this is what happens. But with, with a magazine, I mean, you can read it in the lounge. You can read it in bed. You can read it in the toilet. There's no, you can read it on a plane, yes. Yes. Um, which, which is important because I tend – I don't know about you guys. Um, I do tend always to forget something, and it's normally reading material. And if it's a long flight, you've read the in-flight magazine in about three and a half minutes. Yes. And then you have, the, and then if it's a flight that doesn't have a in-flight movie or the movie is really terrible, you have nothing to read. Whereas this is, you know, as easy as you say to yes. pick up in the lounge and take it on board with you. And there's lots of interesting stuff. And I want to to dig down into this in just a moment. But I want to ask you about your logo, because this logo is beautiful. It really and truly is, and I think it adds an enormous amount to. The look and and the feel of the magazine, uh, John. Yeah, you see, um, the logo is very very simple and it's very abstract. Uh, most people they do ask about that, but they're not so curious to say what exactly does it mean. Um, it actually, if you look at the center hole of Nomad, mm-hmm. of course you know the literal meaning of Nomad. Yeah, you know, it's a wanderer. From, you understand yeah. a wanderer. And um, if you look at the O, which is the central point of um, the word nomad, you see there's a point there, which is the originating point and moving around back to that point. Okay. You see? So that's exactly the, what it depicts there. And, um, yeah. I'm not having that done as a tattoo. I'm warning you that now. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I think it's, it's, is it ad break time yet? It's 13 minutes, two minutes to go. Okay, so we'll talk for another two minutes. There we go. So... Wara, 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 fish paste, thank you. No, I'm only kidding. Who comes up with, the, are the magazines themed? Um, we roll out um, quarterly. Uh, that's four times in a year. Um, we have um, a, an editorial team, and we normally come up with a theme ahead of time. Okay. So, like 2018 now, we have um, all our themes um, for the year. Uh, we'll roll out in March and um, three other times of the year. And like I was saying the other time, uh, part of the main, main objective of um, the print platform is actually to, to provide added values to, to, to your destinations, to your hotels, to your five-star hotels and all of that as, um, um, as a print souvenir takeaway mm. meaning for your guests, you see. So we, we, we started the process by signing up major five-star hotels across Africa, not only in Southern Africa or Western Africa, across the continent of Africa and say, okay, look at, we have a beautiful platform where we have a beautiful product to give to you as added value to your, to your clients, to your, right. to your guests. And in addition to that, um, we approached uh, major airlines and said, look at, um, like David was saying the other time, many a times I've been in a, in a long flight, um, um, you know, on a long flight and you're looking all around to see what can I engage myself in. Uh, you're sitting at a VIP lounge, you don't know what to do, you see. So, um, and that's the reason why we have um, the magazines going out in five-star hotels and in um, um, VIP lounges, you see, okay. and um, in um, some couple of selected um, airlines. Yeah. Okay. And Dieter, just before we go to an ad break, do you find, do you theme to the time of year? I mean, you've got 
quarterly, so you've got winter, summer, autumn, spring. Mm. Do you work with that in mind as well or not necessarily? <laughs> not necessarily, David. We, we tend to look at, uh, you know, every issue will have a, a very thought-provoking, weighty article you okay. know, carry, that carries a like theme. tourism throughout. in Africa and exactly. untapped gold mine. And yeah. they're all um, business and tourism related, you know. So it's not just a pretty magazine where you can just look at the pictures and page through. We, we don't want to be – we're not in the same class as um, – a flight magazine that mm. comprises mainly of adverts and wants you to just pass the time. We are a magazine that you can look at. You can actually read it and you're going to find it interesting because you're not going to be able to put it down. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to read the magazine in half an hour either. Good. So it's one of those things that you're going to want to take with yeah. or give to a friend and keep it even as a memento. You might even be greedy about it and want to keep <laughs> and it. And not share it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, uh, it's just not a it's, a, it's a magazine, but it is, it's got articles that are interesting, yeah. you know, that, that relate to Africa and the <coughs> African diaspora and everything that Africa has to offer. Okay. Because it's, it's of interest. I don't know whether you've done the stat. And again, I'll pick it up after the ad break. They worked out at one particular point when Reader's Digest was sort of the top magazine and everybody read it, that Reader's Digest was bought by one person but read by 45. Mm. That, that was the, the knock on. Um, there was always a joke that you should never, if you didn't like somebody, then you gave Reader's Digest their postal address. <laughs> <laughs> And because they never left you alone, um, I'm sure Nomad is 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 something different. We're going to hold that thought right there, Soji. I think it's time to go to an ad break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to um, Jonathan Cohen from Tented Adventures, and then um, we're all going to get involved and talk about this continent that we live on, in and love. Business news. Business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. travel show explore africa midday central africa time the show will take a holistic view of travel on the african continent as well as the indian ocean islands there will be travel updates a look at business destinations interviews and competitions cultural travel a new and growing market will be covered in depth from cape to cairo david will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent Salamaya, Robin, you may do money. 
Resources, economic analysis, market analysis from expert and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. And we're back. My name is David Batsoff, and this is the first uh, edition of Explore Africa, a brand new travel show here on Africa Business Radio. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can tweet us on at Africa Biz Radio. You can go and have a look at Facebook, Africa uh, Business Radio, hashtag Explore Africa. You can also find this all, um, all this information on my blog, which is www.davidbatsoffin.com. There'll be podcasts on almost every conceivable podcast platform including uh, mine and if you missed part of it if you've only just joined us welcome where have you been for the last almost hour um, please send me a note if you've come into the program late tweet me a note as to why you were late maybe the best note will win a prize I don't know we'll think of something we've got water bottles here we can give away that's only to our Cape Town listeners, though, because they, they're struggling with water down there. All right, let's move on. We'll come back to the guys from Nomad in just a few minutes, but uh, we have another guest in studio, and that's Jonathan Cohen from Tented Adventures. Jonathan, good morning. Welcome to you. 
Good morning. I should say good afternoon already. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Depends on where where in Africa you are, though. Because in Ghana, it's still morning. They're two hours behind us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Or or, or there about. 10.40. yeah. Okay, Jonathan, Tented Adventures. Um, We all know about game lodges, game reserves. Uh, Lodges can be really, really expensive. Some of these you have to take a second mortgage on your house in order to go on holiday. Um, And then you have nowhere to stay when you come back because the banks repossessed it. Um, But tell us a bit about Tented Adventures. Is it eco-friendly? Does it allow people into an area that maybe they couldn't have afforded before? Yeah, David. um, Basically... This brainchild was uh, derived because me being a millennial myself, I just squeezed into that uh, category. Just. (laughs) um, Knows what it's like that when we travel, we really want to experience things. It's not about spending a fortune to sleep on the best bed with the best pillows, but it's more to experience an authentic experience. Okay. Um, And... My partners and I created a little tented camp initially in the Pilansburg, um, where it's a ten, ten tent camp with. Uh, Can you say that fast? Tent tent camp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two sleepers, all inclusive, with game drives and okay. and 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 made it and affordable and, to the to and the made it affordable. Public. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. Now, before we go any further, a little earlier in the show, we were talking about the big five and the little five and the happy five and the seven dwarves and all those type of things. But now we tasked you with looking up the ugly five. So I know the hyena, warthog and marabou stalk are at least three of those. What are the other two? I must be honest, I didn't know them before. You know them but now. I used your daughter's... Um, suggestion, Google, and I looked up, <laughs> I think it's Vulture and no, for, oh, Wildebeest. Wildebeest. You know, the problem with Wildebeest, with, like a lot of those ugly five, they're really, really cute when they're small. And then they grow up. And then only their parents love them. That's like most children <laughs> I hear. So, the, the, you know, we think my generation, not millennial, but my generation – and I don't know about Dieter and John where they slot into an age bracket. And I, I won't ask this question on air of them. But our thing, our, our, uh, we envisaged camping or tents as those old sort of pyramid-type tents where you've got a duck to get in. There's no space inside. You're sleeping on a cot in a sleeping bag with an uncomfortable um, pillow. Um, there's no electricity, so you've got a... A paraffin lamp, so the place smells of paraffin. Is this what that is? This the way that it's going, or are you moving to almost a lodge room under canvas? So the new term is glamping. Okay. Which uh, I mean, there's glamping summits around the world now. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's one coming up now, mm-hmm. showing that you know I, I think f- from two perspectives. One is simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other is eco-friendly. Okay. So, obviously, it needs to be really comfortable. So, for example, our tents, you can walk in without ducking. You've got your double beds or your single bed, depending on what you'd like. Yeah. Um, you've got cupboard space. You've got electricity um, to charge your cell phone, um, Wi-Fi, etc. All the basics that make life convenient, but we, we keep it simple. Um, and then focus on the people, the story that we tell, the experience, um, 
so that it becomes memorable. You're mm. not going to go away from a lodge and remember how comfortable the pillows were, but you are going to remember the people you meet um, around around a dinner table. Yeah. You're going to on the game drive. Um, but I think this again is the differential between a lodge and a hotel destination. If you go to a hotel on holiday, you you maybe go down to to dinner, and you don't talk to anybody. You go, you sit at your table, you have your meal, and you leave. But at a at a game lodge, you you've all been out on a drive. So the bottom line is you've all seen similar things. If you obviously if you're on the same vehicle, and then you've got a touch point to talk about something to to remember, which is. I think what Africa is all about, I really and truly do. And I think this is where African hospitality comes to the fore because we are a hospitable people. We like to talk. We like to sell our continent and what it offers. And and I think this is maybe where, where your pro, uh, product comes in as well, Jonathan. Yes, definitely. The majority of the people that actually visit our camps are either international visitors or people from north of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, because they want to experience authenticity. Um, but then again, we've also created something for our local people that's affordable. Yeah. Um, and, and that was our goal. Okay, because a lot of these, as we said earlier, a lot of these reserves or, or lodges are well out of most people's price bracket. You touched very briefly on eco-friendly. How eco is eco? Because, you know, like anything else, you, you, you get people who are banting. Because banting was a big thing. And then they went paleo. And then they went piscatarian. And I believe that piscatarians have pushed the, price, the stocks of I&J through the roof at the moment. Because people are eating hake. But where do, are there sort of eco-warriors that will come to your place and go, no, the rope that you're using is plastic and not hemp, so I can't stay here. Because it offends me. It's not eco-friendly. So we're not trying to be too... All things to all people. Correct. Okay. But that was diplomatically said. (laughs) But what we are trying to be is a lot more conscious. So it's more conscious tourism. So just having tents, the footprint that we cover, Mm. we don't damage the land. We don't, don't, um, you know, use a lot of electricity. And uh, we recycle now. We, so it's small little steps okay. that we're taking to really show that we actually do care and that we're yeah. conscious. Okay. It's not just about profit, but it's also about creating something that's sustainable. And do you find that your guests are appreciative of this, that they, they leave comments like, we love this place because, you know, that the toilet paper was recycled and that type of stuff? Definitely. Okay. I think, I think the whole world is changing and everyone is becoming more conscious. Mm. So even if you uh, a big game lodge that doesn't really care – I shouldn't say a big game lodge that doesn't care. But even if you don't really care and it's profit-driven, mm. you're going to have to change because people talk. And with social yeah. media, you need to be responsible. That's the scary thing about social media or anti-social media, as I sometimes call it. Because one thing wrong, and they don't, people don't, no longer complain to the, to the relevant people. They immediately go to social media and go, the toilet paper was not recycled. And then... Everybody has an opinion on that, you know. Oh, woe is us. Do you do meals? Yes, we do. So, again, we we keep it simple. We do an authentic um, South African meal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we are looking at opening up many tented camps all the way through Africa. But 
we try and keep things local so that it, we stay with the authenticity. Okay. So even if it's buying meat from the local suppliers or using a spice that's only grown in that area, that's, that's the kind of thing that we try and do to make the, the authentic experience happen. Okay. And marshmallows around a campfire? Without a doubt. <laughs> Although that's not authentically South African. I think that's American, but they do it on a stick. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I find that night times around a, a fire in the middle of, an, of just with the starry sky above you, there's something that resonates. I don't know if it's with everybody. Two things for me, water and flames. It becomes like bush television. I can sit and watch a fire for hours. Like, like I said at, at a recent event, when I was young, I started out as a pyromaniac. I wanted to burn things. I was stopped very early in my pyromaniacal career from doing that. But you guys do that. You do fires um, around the dinner table or at dinner time, I should imagine, and then breakfast indoors, outdoors. Yeah, so the fire, after game drive, everyone comes back to a, a burning campfire um, and uh, dinner in the communal tent. Mm-hmm. And what's special about that is on one given night, we can have, you know, five different nations represented um, and the discussions about their countries and the sharing of, of, of information on mm-hmm. their countries that you would never know, as well as discussing the game drive and yeah, the animals obviously. that they've just seen. Um, it's just incredible. And, and after dinner, everyone moves to around the campfire and those Guys and girls that you often see on their cell phones, etc. As you say, it's like a bush television. They put that away, and all of a sudden, they they keen to be in nature. It, it's it's often interesting when I'm at a lodge that doesn't have cell reception, and then you watch the people because they walk in, and the first thing is like, "There's no cell reception. How are we going to survive for the next two days?" And by later that afternoon, or one game drive later, the phone's gone. All of a sudden, the art of conversation has been resurrected. And as you point out, when you're sitting at a table, um, how many people does your camp um, so cater tw- for? 20 per camp. 20 per camp. So that's what, uh, 10 tents? Yeah, 10 okay, tents. Okay, so you've got, a, you've got 20 people in, in a ranger, a dinner type of thing, and they can be from five continents or eight different countries. Yes. Um, and and you, you get to interact with them on, on a visceral level because of what you've witnessed, specifically if you've set, sat at a kill, for instance, or all witnessed that, it, it, it's a, a very bonding, bonding experience. Um, the camps, are they, your camps, are they relatively new? Yes, we've only been doing this, it's going on two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got two currently, one, as I mentioned, in the Pilansburg and one in the Kruger. Okay. Um, we are opening up our new one in April, which is by uh, close to Hraskop. It's it's in between Hraskop and the Three Rondavels, okay. that beautiful section there. Okay. Um, Includes sort of Blader River Canyon, correct? Window, those type of places. And instead of game drives, we always add an experience. So okay. it's going to be the same thing um, in that we provide meals, accommodation, and the experiences, and that's and a view. To die for yeah, from that, that area. That area is impeccable. I yeah. mean, there's just so much to see. There's never enough time. I was going to say, John Dieter, you've never been to that that yeah. area. It's time. I think we all hire a shuttle and go up there as a group because it is it is seriously, seriously beautiful. There's a reason it's called God's Window because from where you stand, you can see Mozambique on a clear day, mm-hmm. and you're in South Africa. Um, so where where to for from here for glamping? Because I I have a I don't know. I'm just a bit worried, Jonathan. If that 
you know, glamp- we've taken camping to this point. Are we now going to take it one step more and make it even more ridiculous? So the stuff that you've sort of tried to make out of it is now going to be passe, and now you've got to have um, ensuite bathrooms and three bedrooms under canvas. Is it going to get to where it's literally a lodge under canvas? So I think that I think that is going to happen. But for us, it's about keeping things authentic. Okay. So an, maybe an ensuite bathroom in an area where we can create a green, um, maybe a composting type of toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but as long as it's authentic and people focus on everything other than the luxuries. Yeah. So they feel com- comfortable enough to notice. Because you don't want an uncomfortable bed and really correct. nonsense linen and then and, and mosquitoes that are going to bug you the mm. entire night. Um, we don't want people to notice things missing that, yeah. or, or discomfort. Yeah. But we want them to focus on the nature, mm. meeting people, having really meaningful conversations um, and, and experiencing that particular location for what it's, what it's mm. worth. Because I think of Pilonsburg, if I, if I think about that for a moment, is an underutilized – well, I never utilized it until last year, and then all of a sudden I've been back and forth there almost every month um, – an underutilized destination where there is affordable accommodation, and it's two hours from Johannesburg. You can go up on a Friday and come back on a, on a, a Sunday, even a Monday morning if you prepare. Definitely, and things are changing um, you know, with access to information, people are realizing that the Pilonsburg offers pretty much what the Kruger offers. Yeah. Obviously, it's not the Kruger, the well-known Kruger, and, and the experience is slightly different. But you can have the same sort of experience, and, and it's a two-hour drive mm. from Johannesburg, even less if you fly into Lanseria. Yeah, true enough. Um, and, and, and people love the Pilonsburg, and it's growing and growing with popularity. How do people find out about you? Do you have a website that they can go to? Yes, it's www.tentedadventures.com. Simple as that. As simple as that. Join our Facebook page too. And your Facebook page? Tented Adventures. Tented Adventures. <laughs> Can't be more difficult than that. Jonathan, don't go away because when we come back from the ad break, I'm going to get um, John and Dieter back involved in the conversation and uh, bring you back in as, as we chat about stuff that's in the magazine and maybe you've been to some of the countries that they've spoken about and you can add your insights into that. You're tuned to Africa Business Radio. My name is David Batsoffin. The show is called Explore Africa. If you're listening to us currently, please send us a tweet at Africa Biz Radio just to tell us, A, that you're listening and maybe where you're listening from because that would give us um, an indication. And we may even mention your country in, in, a, in future programs. So do that for us right now. Tweet at Africa uh, biz radio um, or hashtag explore africa we can use that one and uh, when we come back i'm going to be talking some more about nomad africa magazine the issue nine in fact is out in print form and issue 10 if i'm not mistaken is out on online pdf currently don't go away seven continents 195 countries and 7 billion people all connected by technology. Digibiz Africa is your link to technology news, trends, developments and digital innovation. We expose you to game changers and disruptors. Where players and pioneers come together right here on Africa Business Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central African time. We were once strangers, now neighbors. Once secluded, now included. Once divided, now enlightened. We 
are one. A connected world. Africa Business Radio towards a profitable Africa. travel show explore africa midday central africa time the show will take a holistic view of travel on the african continent as well as the indian ocean islands there will be travel updates a look at business destinations interviews and competitions cultural travel a new and growing market will be covered in depth from cape to cairo david will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent doesn't put you in the mood to explore Africa, then nothing will. Welcome to the show. If you've just joined us, my name is David Batsoff, and this is Explore Africa here on Africa Business Radio. And you can tweet us. We've got some tweets coming in already from people saying, hey, we know of the magazine, which is always cool. And uh, you can tweet us on Africa Biz Radio. Um, John, Dieter, I want to come back to you guys, and then I'm going to bring Jonathan in at the tail end of this as we wrap up the show. Um, 10 countries that you need to visit in Africa. You say this year. I'm just saying put it on a bucket list because I've already ticked some of these off and some of them are still on my bucket list. So I'm going to ask John, you first, do you have a favorite, before we look at these, do you have a favorite African country to visit? And you can't say Ghana. <laughs> it's like saying to women, what do you find in your shop at, shopping basket? And chocolate's not the answer. <laughs> but you can testify to that. You've also been I, I love Ghana. I really do. Um, so, so Ghana's up there for you. Dita, for you? I would say for myself, it would be Namibia. 
definitely. Yeah. Okay. With those uh, those desert sands, yeah. and it's just very unique, you know, especially, it, you know. Have you visited? <laughs> I actually have visited Namibia many years ago. Okay. And, you know, we went through those uh, restricted areas mm. as well that belong to diamond companies. Okay. <laughs> you know, Coleman's Cop, uh, yeah. the, the skeleton coast, and uh, those are just amazing. Those are once-off things that you, you have to actually be there yeah. to see it. Yeah. You know, you can look at pictures, sure, you can – Read about it, but it's just one of those things that uh, you know. Once you've been there, it's a different experience. Mm. Um, Jonathan, keep this in mind because I'm going to come back and talk to you about it uh, in just a moment or two. Um, I'm glad you said you'd been there, um, Dieter, because there was, and I, I won't mention the publication by name, but there was a new editor of a travel publication, and she'd said that her favourite city. Understand, she's looking travel publication her favorite city in the entire world is new york but she'd never been there how can it be your favorite city if you've never been there how can you how can you be a travel person and make that statement and then you go but i've never been but i'd like to go then it's not your favorite city it's just a city that you're looking to go to all right so now let's have a look at these 10 10 countries that you've got in your current um uh, edition of the magazine and you you start off with morocco why john why morocco yeah i think um uh, morocco is a place where we don't um, we don't always look at you see mm-hmm. um when people want to explore africa they want to do your safari and stuff okay you know? and that's basically southern africa and um, basically uh, let's say central east africa mm-hmm. um, but um we have some far hands um like um your morocco you see we have your tunisia um and there are lots of um, pretty good stuff that side okay. as well yeah ethiopia is yes. big at the moment everybody wants to go to ethiopia and the trouble is those countries you want to go before the tourists, pardon me, before the tourists get there, when prices are still reasonable, all of a sudden the locals now now know um, mm. what a McDonald's costs. Okay, so Morocco, Ethiopia, um, Seychelles. I've been there twice. It's very expensive, but it's very lovely. The only thing I learned um, is that an island is not flat. I went to run a race there last year, and I thought, oh, that's easy, run around the island. The elevation from sea level to, to the race is 485 meters. How tough can that be? <laughs> I discovered very quickly it was vertical meters, <laughs> literally straight up the mountain. Um, but Seychelles is beautiful. Yes, really idyllic, is. idyllic beaches, you mm. know, that, that type of thing. Yeah. You know, the, of course, if you look at travel, you know, you, you've got to look at all the aspects of what you want. Yeah. To, what, what, what would you like to experience, mm. you know? So if you want adventure, you know, Perhaps uh, something like that Jonathan offers or Mm. if you want, uh, you know, um, leisure, you know, there's all sorts of places and Africa offers all of that. But Dita, don't you find that sometimes you'll go to to a place, a hotel or a lodge, whatever the case might be, and there are people that are there, but they're not on holiday. They've just come from their house to a, a different room to sit in front of a television. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. They don't experience the local cultures. All they do is they sit in the hotel, they, get, they get, maybe go out on one touristy type of guided mm. tour, and then they come back and they go, oh, I was so disappointed. Why? You didn't see anything. You didn't go anywhere. How can you be disappointed mm, based yes. on that? Each to their own, of course. You I know. suppose so. But, but then stay at home and save the money. Mm, you yes. know, if you live in the north of Joburg, I've always said, then go to the south for a holiday. Exactly. You'll be in a different city. You know, east-west, yeah. you can do something like that. So, okay, so we've got Seychelles, Botswana, which to me 
is Africa. I don't know what it is, but that to me is is Africa. For you guys? It's because of the natural land in Botswana, you see, mm. and the wildlife as well. Of yeah. course, yeah. It is, uh, technically, as you say, it's, it really speaks of Africa, yeah. you know, the, the Delta region. The Kalahari Game Reserve, all of those things. Private fish uh, eagle, and I'm gone. Game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's just one of those things. You have to, as I said before, and I'm saying it again, you have to go and experience these things. Mm. You know, looking at it on TV, reading is just so far. Yeah. As you say, the lady that wants to, her favorite city is New York. Well, nice, thanks. <laughs> but now what? Yeah, now go to New York and actually experience it. Yeah. But as we said right at the top of the show, why go to New York? You can go to you can go to Accra, you can go to Lagos. Although Lagos mm. is a slum with an airport. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I slept the night in Lagos Airport. I know about that city. Okay, so Namibia, Dita, you mentioned Namibia. That was top of your one of your favourites. Um, also wildlife, but I think there's more sand dune that type Malawi, of thing. Yeah. Um, Malawi is a country that I'm longing to go to. Mm. Everybody raves about it, really and truly. Yeah. Not a, not long ago, we actually interviewed uh, the uh, one of the top guys in the tourism sector mm. that was here at a show. Um, I think it was in Daba at the Indaba show, and he, for Malawi. And one of the things that he that stood out is that the friendliness yeah. of the people. But it goes back to what we were saying yeah. earlier: Africans as a nation mm. are friendly. Everybody comes here and goes, "Oh, I was." held up at gunpoint or whatever, go anywhere in the world, people. Yeah. It's not an African thing. Um, you're more likely, if you break down on the side of the road, to be helped than hindered, Yes, uh, which you don't necessarily find overseas. Another one of my favorites is Rwanda. It really intrigues. It's the cleanest country mm. in Africa. And you can see Rwanda is coming up very recently. And um, in terms of um, the economic, mm. you see, uh, they're doing lots of stuff there in Rwanda, and it's becoming um, the the main point in uh, main destination yeah. in East Africa. Yeah, you can see because people used to go to Uganda for the gorillas. Now they're yes. going to the Rwanda yes. side. And since um, since East Africa started the one visa um, uh, policy, mm. it's been very very helpful for their tourism. Yeah, you see, with one visa, which is actually a visa on arrival, you see, mm. you mm. can visit um, Kenya, you can visit Nairobi, you can visit Uganda, and you can do your, lots of your safari. Yeah. Um, within all those countries. That, yeah. That's always the sneaky one when you go to Europe, that Schengen visa that costs mm. you an arm and a leg, yes. and it's like, mm. it's valid for like two minutes. Yes. You know, if you overstay, you're welcome. You've got to buy another one. Yes. Um, if you fly into Charles de Gaulle Airport and you try and go to the lounge, uh, uh, which is in Terminal B, and you fly into Terminal A, you can't leave Terminal A without a Schengen visa. So you sit for hours waiting for your connecting flights. Tanzania... Well, that's just a given if you're going to Zanzibar or you're going to do Kilimanjaro. You may as well take some time. Don't just rush there and back. Take some time and, and enjoy. And then one that I don't even know if people know where Gambia is. Yeah, it's a small country in West Africa and it's a very nice um, Even Jonathan's look, Jonathan's looking at us <laughs> going, <laughs> Gambia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then, of course, last but by no means least, um, <laughs> South Africa. Because, you know, we, there used to, many years ago, I don't think the Tourism Association uses the, the catchphrase anymore, a world in one country. Yes. And that's what we have here. There was mm. a SAA. 
used to everything we fly your way SAA until they were hijacked many years ago and then they stopped that logo because the guy said you know you said you fly my way and this yes. is the way I want to go um, but we do we have we have beach we have bush and we have everything in between which I'm sure you can attest to Jonathan definitely so, I, I am in love with South Africa okay and I can actually laugh at people that are negative about the country there's just I mean the, you you can't not everything is good but you know as we were saying earlier if you go back to to the structure of of how we're going to do explore africa going forward where we're going to look at cultural um, cultural themes and 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 the culture of the various african people you can't go oh this is wrong by my standards because it's right culturally so you need to change your mindset when you go in Maybe there's a long drop toilet that you have to use. So what's so bad about that? You know, it's part of the experience. If you go and you're not going to want to experience that, then you're going to be miserable and you may as well stay at home and not experience everything. My my wife, if she's got 30 seconds, she's often looking for stuff. She'll never stay in me. I want a photograph. She's just looking. She's a great magpie is my wife. Um, and, And there's art galleries. There's all sorts of stuff. There's never and even in the bush. You know, you think you're alone, and then you hear noises, specifically at night, and then various parts, you start getting a bit concerned when you hear the roaring of lions right outside your tent. Um, we were talking before we came on air of some people who, who ran away because there was a spider in their room. It's, it's Africa, people. You find spiders in your houses. I'm wondering if those people went home and if they found a spider in their house, if they'd sell the house. You know? <laughs> Probably <laughs> Guys, unless it's a catch you, eat you That's going to kill you or do you harm Walk away And let somebody do. It's part of the experience And that's I think, I think that's, that's the thing about um, Africa, John and Dieter is, And specifically what your magazine is looking at Is all those positive things We know what's on television at the moment And what's going on mm. in the various countries But down at gra- and I hate to use it at grassroots level, but at tourism level, people want they want people to come and see what they have to offer, mm. and and step behind the tourist mark- mask because that I think is another thing that we all need to be aware of when you visit Africa is step behind that, go to the back streets, go to the supermarkets. You don't have to buy from the chains. Go to the supermarkets. Go to where the locals shop. That's yes. always that's always the good one, because that's where you pick up the ethnic stuff, not stuff that you turn over, and you see, oh, it's an African mask, but it's made in an Eastern country, yes. and that's what you don't want, because that you can buy anywhere. Yes. With that in mind, and I'm going to go down the line, Jonathan, through to John. Have you ever bought something authentic? That you have at home. And so, Dita and John, you've got time to think about this. So you've been on a holiday, an African holiday. What have you come back with that you've gone, look, and it was made in front of me type of thing? Wow, you are putting me on the spot here. I am indeed. Um, I am fortunate, fortunate enough to have been to the Seychelles. Okay. I didn't bring it back. But it was, they've got a, a unique coconut called the Coca de Mer. Coca I think de it, They catch you with one of those. And uh, I wanted one of those. You but I never like, managed to get one because I think you need a permit you need and a you need permit. a lot of money to actually bring one back. Now, the interesting thing about those is, you know, they have male and female trees. 
that have male and female genitalia. We'll talk about that. We'll get somebody from the Seychelles to come in and chat. There's one forest, one forest in Seychelles where those things breed. And yes, the, uh, they, they look like feminine anatomy for people who have never seen a coco de mer. And if they catch you with it in your mm. luggage, you're in deep trouble. So I couldn't think of anything in particular. Okay. Um, but that, that sprung to right. mind. Okay, fair enough. Dieter, what about you? Well, when I did a shoot, we were doing a television, because my background is television production before I met up with, with John. We did a shoot in 1989 about the withdrawal of the United Nations mm-hmm. in Resolution 435, and we were up north in Namibia, you know, near the Caprivi Strip, right. and we were in a small town. I can't remember. I think the town's name might have been Okahanja, and there was a small shop, and it was selling a life-size Herero doll. And I bought it and I took it with. Do you still have it? Uh, no, I've moved a couple of times <laughs> since then. Um, but uh, it, was, that uh, to your neighbors. it was a very unusual item, you know, first of all, because it was a Herrera doll. So the skirt was like, it had that, mm. like, uh, that type of a, like, uh, it, it flared out, almost right. like a tutu. Yeah. And, of course, it had the typical headgear of a Herrera woman. How did you bring it back? Um, it, we were traveling, so, oh, so you, uh, you know we were shooting. You didn't have to put it on a commercial flight. No, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, very unusual. Of course, it was always always a talking point. Yeah, you know, um, when when people saw it, mm. and there was also a lot of superstition around it. Other people would see it and they would think, okay. "There's something here. Don't go near." You yeah. know, so. It was also, but I mean, I didn't buy it for but that cu- purpose. But, but culturally, uh, you would have learned something from that as well. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, just I just liked the way that it was worked. You know, that uh, the way that it looked mm, mm. and the typical Herero. You okay, know? yeah, John. Yeah, we were at um, we were at a festival there in um, Calabar, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of the states there in uh, Nigeria, and um, it's a thirty-day uh, festival, kind of. You see, it starts from the first of December, and it's like the whole city is partying. <laughs> <Yeah>. You see, <laughs> as they as they do in Nigeria, it's, it's, it's a very unique experience because yeah. you see, you've been to carnivals like your real and all of that, but you couldn't imagine that you could have something like that here in Africa that lasts a whole month. Right. Seriously. Yeah. A 30 day kind of um, festival and it's it's when you go anywhere you go to the shops it's like everybody is just in the club. You <laughs> <laughs> is that where you bought your hat? <laughs> okay. So what I got was um, this um, special beat and uh, mm-hmm. they make it right there for you. Okay. They write your name on it. They mix it with um, some curry. You see mm-hmm. um, curry it's uh, like your bitcoin in the olden days. <laughs> you know let me put it That's that way. A, <laughs> it was. Curry shells were used yeah, so, as currency. So, so, so it's, it's very fast Fascinating, okay. and um, I can remember wearing it for like three, four years before I couldn't find it anymore. Uh, okay. um, I'll have to look for it, anyways. But um, it's 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 a very unique experience. You see, we we were there in that um, in that state for like um, thirty days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, and it's always in December. You yeah. see, so it's lots of festivity. It's lots of um, partying. It's a lot of and everywhere you go, people are friendly. You see, they want you to come in, eat with them, and stuff like that, and talk about the food. It's for another day. Yeah, but there's, but there's only so much plantain that one can eat, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's such a nice experience. In, in, yeah. in, mm. in fact, I think my, my favorite piece, which I still have, uh, was bought in, in Accra, at the market mm. in Accra. We were there for 10 or 11 days, and I shopped with the same guy every day. And, in fact, I took the whole of our TV crew 
if, it, if they wanted stuff, I took it to him, and then I said, you find it. And at the end, he said to me, I'd, I'd like to give you a gift. Choose something. And I chose a little doll that was full of nails. I always joke it was my mother-in-law, <laughs> put it full, you know, full of pins, and it's still in my, in my study at home. And that was authentic. There was no made-in type of thing underneath it. And it's those things, and I think this harks back to what Jonathan was saying, is it's part of the authentic experience of, of what you've had and you've remembered it. Diti, you've got something to say. We were um, in Cape Town not long ago and we were just walking in the, in the city and we came across an amazing shop that, so, that sells Burkina Faso statuettes mm. and masks and really from Burkina Faso and yeah. uh, the staff are also from Burkina Faso and we and I mean they're really some of them are really really expensive I, I mean they really I mean we talk like hundreds of thousands of rand I wanted to bring doors back from Zanzibar but they've put a, a they, they've stopped that you may not export doors old doors yeah in fact in Stone Town there are only 200 original doors left wow, wow. the rest you can have made and shipped yes. out but the, the original ones no we're going to have to hold that thought there um, we're going to an ad break Soji and when we come back uh, in, in wrapping up um, John I want to talk about the Open Skies initiative that has just been signed by 23 countries the prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal we are committed to the success of every business in Africa. ABR, towards a profitable Africa. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter, at Africa Beast Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. Brand new travel show, Explore Africa, Midday Central Africa time. The show will take a holistic view of travel on the African continent as well as the Indian Ocean Islands. There will be travel updates, a look at business destinations, interviews and competitions. Cultural travel, a new and growing market, will be covered in depth from Cape to Cairo. David will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent. And we're back. Uh, this is the fire. I can't believe. Can you guys? 90 minutes and we're down to like the last 10. It, ha it really hasn't seen. Thank you so much to all of you for taking part. And the feedback seems to be very good on, on the various um, social media platforms. Twitter at Africa Biz Radio. The show is called Explore Africa. Hashtag, of course. My name is David Batsoffin and you can find all of this and more on my blog, which is www.davidbatsoffin.com. But for the last little while, I want to chat um, to John and to Dieter about this open skies policy. What is this all about, guys? Are they, is it just going to be like one major airline or is it going to be everybody's going to open up routes so it's easier to get in and out of a variety of different countries? Yeah, um, I think it's a step in the right direction because um, if you look at it, this is something that has been on for the past three decades, you see. Um, it's, it's, it's going vis-a-vis -vis with um, one uh, passport for, for Africa, oh, okay. see, which um, was a good move the African Union made um, um, last year or the year before, I mm -hmm. couldn't remember, recently, yeah. Um, and if we have um, an open sky for Africa, it will 
facilitate intra-African trade. You were mentioning the other time that uh, you had to fly to Paris mm. be, 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 before you come back to, to, to Africa. You <laughs> see, can you imagine that? Flying to a whole new continent before coming back to where yeah. you're coming from. It, 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 it speaks sounds ridiculous. Loud, you know? yeah. it's, it's very ridiculous. It speaks, yeah. it speaks volume, you see. Mm. It speaks volume that Africa still got lots to do, you see. I don't like making use of the phrase to say, okay, Africa is still far behind. Right. But I rather want to say Africa, we still got lots to do we still got lots of potentials you see um it, it, it's 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 gonna facilitate tourism as well okay uh, you see people be able to fly into africa and um do 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 move around africa Talk, so, talking mm. of that Dita, what countries have have already signed up well some of the you know not all the countries have actually signed on i mean there are a couple of countries that have not signed on yeah. there are only 23 at the moment yeah yeah but you know it's also a case uh, just going back to what john john said you know it's a case of a balancing act between commercial interests and the interests of the, the actual countries themselves mm. and them getting together you know and actually agreeing on it yeah and i think once this thing you know it still has to be implemented you know so the first okay. step is there yeah yes it's it's been a challenge but we are so far now we need to implement it and you know of course there's going to be some challenges along the way but you know it's it's always a step in the right direction you know we have to start mm. we you know europe and they've done their their whole thing with the eurozone and euro passport and what have you we're going to do it our way of course and we'll do it in the the time in that Africa we time. can, yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, all good things do come, to you know, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a very, very, it's a, a positive step yeah. in, in the right direction. Because I think it, just looking at, the, at that list, I mean, Benin is not a country that's mm -hmm. regularly visited. Jonathan, for, for the people that come and visit you at Tented Adventures, how, are they how, do, how do they first find out about you and, and how are, are they flying in just coming to Joburg, or they then going on to see other African destinations? I think the majority of people these days go into the likes of a booking.com um, because if you Google that's what a destination up. trip to Africa, yeah. I mean, that's that's what comes up tops. And and they click on that and then do take that and, and do research around that. Okay. Um, and a lot of blogs and people are very, very knowledgeable when they actually come visit so mm. they do a lot of reading up um, especially with the likes of TripAdvisor giving advice to fellow travelers um, you know we're finding people aren't always doing the regular you know into Cape Town and Kruger they'll do those but throw in some unique places okay. that that a lot of South Africans haven't even visited. Yeah. I, I've always you talk about research you sit in a game drive vehicle with people who you would think have done the research and the first question out of their mouth is are rhinoceroses carnivorous and invariably the ranger will offer offer an answer before i can because i've got information that they have no idea where i get it because if you come to africa and you don't know if a rhinoceros is carnivorous or not you shouldn't be on our continent i'm sorry go back to wherever it is you came from and do your homework properly um, yeah, just so I mentioned, um, they're saying they're looking at, oh, it'll boost economies, hundred and fifty thousand additional jobs. But as you were saying, one point three billion into the continents, uh, billion dollars into the continents um, GDP. But as you were saying, Dieter, the thing is, hmm. one step, baby steps. It's to get everybody. We've you've yeah. got them. They're now they've they've got some idea. 
Um, yeah. and, and as you say, if you look at this, it's been 30 years in the making. 30 years in the making. But yeah. you know what? what's actually great about this thing is that the major, some of the most important countries with the busiest airports have mm-hmm. actually signed onto this agreement. I mean, you look at Kenya, South Africa, Nigeria, Rwanda, you know, these mm. are the, they have a big, big influx yeah. of tourism and air travel, you know, happening all the time. And that's going to benefit both both tourism and, we, as we were saying earlier, John, both tourism and business mm. is going to benefit. I mean, Jonathan is, is a tourist destination. Um, business people are not... It's not a business destination by any manner of the means unless they're just going to chill. Um, but Africa as a continent has so much to offer that you can you can go to a place like Benin or, or Rwanda and you can do both tourism mm. and business. Mm. What this um, also implies is that um, if I'm flying into the continent of Africa, it means um, I can attend a conference in the West. I can attend this um, conference a few days later in the East and fly down to South Africa again, attend a conference and go to maybe Ethiopia and then finally yeah. fly fly out, you see. Um, if you to do that, normally you will need uh, different visas, a whole yeah. lot of visas, you need, and you need a whole lot of connecting flights. And see. a whole lot of time. And a whole, <laughs> and a whole lot of time, you yeah. see. Um, but um, I think, um, like we are saying, it's a very, very positive step. Um, if we have um, 23 countries that have signed so far, the big, the, like Dita was saying, the big countries have signed, like your South Africa, Nigeria, the small countries have signed, you see, yeah. like your Togo. Togo is less than 5 million population. Know, but Togo like won tourists. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I believe this will drive the rest yeah. to sign on them to close the deal. Yeah, Because yeah, at the end of the day, that's what everybody needs. Because, I mean, we were talking Burkina Faso. When I was there a couple of years ago, it was very sad to see Tuareg wandering around there trying to sell bracelets because mm. they, there is no infrastructure. Um, the one thing, sort of, if, if you look at fun facts of Africa, if you travel through Africa and you find houses – that people are living in the bottom of the house, but the upper floor. <laughs> John's already laughing because <laughs> he knows where I'm going with this. But the upper floor, and Soji, you probably do as well. The upper floor isn't finished. You only pay tax oh. on the house when it's complete. So they live in the bottom. The top floor never gets completed, and the outside is never painted. So it's a construction site forever. So they save on the taxes. And you see all of this going on, and, and then you ask the questions. And people then tell you those sort of stories. comes back to what you were saying, Jonathan, about authentic. And then you find out, you know, a music festival in Congo Brazzaville, which was awesome. But then you discover that when you say to somebody, how many songs are you playing? And they say six. And you go, okay, six threes. Okay, it's not too bad. And then you discover that an African song is 17 minutes long. Without <laughs> with the whole night, <laughs> I discovered this at that festival. You know, yeah. they and they want to play. They were booked to play six songs. They playing. Six. We don't have the time. We are playing the songs. <laughs> I didn't know how to say stop in French. <laughs> Switch off the electricity, guys. We we're coming. We're coming to the end of the show. Just a, a quick wrap up from from each of you, John. Your your thoughts going forward. Um, Nomad, the show, what are you expecting? 
Yes, um, I think um, what we, we, we're trying to do is um, to actually drive all the brands um, together, you see, and also um, primarily to encourage Africans to travel Africa, you see. Uh, in most times when I speak with colleagues, when I speak with friends, they say, oh, we're, we're, like you were saying the other time, most people don't know where Togo is. They don't know. Let's not even go out of <laughs> South Africa, you see. I may be residing in the north, and yeah. I don't know what's happening in the south. Yeah. Then I speak, okay, why can't can't you take a weekend off and just drive down there and say, but John, I've got nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. But you don't really have to have something to do there. Just go explore Africa and you short will lift. see that short lift, exactly. <laughs> You'll see that unique experience yeah. that Africa has got to offer. You see, most times um, we, 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 we got trapped in the hustle and bustle of the city. Mm. Maybe you are in New York, you are in Japan, you are anywhere in the world or you are in um, any African city, you see. Um, you want to get away. You want to go to the bush. You want to experience nature. You want to see um, um, you want to watch, go bed watching. You want to go on a safari and stuff. These are unique, yeah. unique experience yeah john from your point of view um david i think it's a, it's a great partnership that we have and it's a it's an excellent platform as well to get the word out there about africa and tourism and travel you know often i've done um stories uh, media coverage of of uh, people and it's as a result of them having let the press or the media know that mm. something is actually happening you can't expect coverage if you are just doing your event and you don't actually tell people yep. you know otherwise how will people know exactly and uh, this radio show um on 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 this platform is going to be an excellent method just to get further as john said bring the brands together and just complement the whole synergy of travel tourism media and exposure I almost, out there. I almost want to steal a line from that kevin costa movie field of dreams if you broadcast it they will listen <laughs> but very much so i'm um, like lenin said you know give me television and i will control the nation there you go. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> but this is of course radio, this is radio. <laughs> jonathan a, a quick final word from you yeah i think from my side i think it's fantastic that uh, this radio allow entrepreneurs like myself that are in the tourism um, sector um, to really get a chance to explain what's happening in this in the sector and, and tell people about unique ideas, not just the big activities that are happening in, in, in countries, but actually giving basics. Great stuff. Guys, thank you very much, Soji. Thanks to you for putting this whole thing together today. We'll be back next Tuesday, um, midday Central Africa time. In the meantime, you can do us all, you can follow us on all the various social media platforms and, of course, you can find this all on www.davidbatsoffin.com. Until next week, from yours truly and all my guests, thank you for listening. Bye for now. new travel show explore africa midday central africa time the show will take a holistic view of travel on the african continent as well as the indian ocean islands there will be travel updates a look at business destinations interviews and competitions cultural travel a new and growing market will be covered in depth from cape to cairo david will also be advising on unique destinations that will allow listeners the opportunity to discover hidden gems on our continent Business news, business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from expert and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa.